welcome back to another episode of Breaking Silence. Uh, today, I just want to get on here and um, you know talk for a little bit. Uh, I know in my last podcast, um, or maybe this, we were talk, I posed three questions. So today, one of the questions I want to address is um, who gives you the ability and. Um, I know one day I was at work and um, <laughs> I was supposed to be studying and just working at the desk and stuff. It was a lot going on, right? And I noticed um, a thought dropped in my spirit, right? Um, and it was one that I know God had moved me from, you know, but it at times it just keep trying to come back to try, try to have me dwell on the past or you know being stuck in the past and stuff and so that that thought dropped in my spirit but also immediately a song came to my mind called in the name of the song is I give myself away and so I started singing that song right and you know I just give you some of the words here the chorus it says I give myself away so you can use me here I am here I stand Lord, my life is in your hands. Lord, I'm longing to see your desires revealed in me. Take my heart, take my life as a living sacrifice. All my dreams, all my plans, Lord, I place them in your hands. And so, um, last night I started to write those verses out, right? And just, I give myself away so you can use me. That's submitting, right? And here I am, here I stand. That's to serve. And, Lord, my life is in your hands. Lord, I'm longing. So, Lord, my life is in your hands. That's, um, you know, security in the Lord. And, Lord, I'm longing to see your desires revealed in me. It's his plans that were predestined for me, for my life. Take my heart, take my life as a living sacrifice. That's that's me being a witness to a changed life. And all my dreams, all my plans, Lord, I place them in your hands. It's aligning with God, you know, aligning my dreams with the Lord's plans for my life. And so I started writing, um, and it's entitled Life. So it says, I know you think you are ready to live life, but you need to know who is life. And I put in parentheses, Jesus, and we'll get more into that in a few. And I went to John 14, 6. He tells you that Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus died so you and I can have life more abundantly. And John 10, 10 tells, also tells you the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have it more abundantly. And, and I put in the parentheses, just my thought, you know, more than just disappointment. Um, God can't see what we think or what we feel or what we go through. And when you realize this, that your life is not your own, you just can't live and think any way you want. The Lord have a plan for your life. Your life was predestined. I know you thought life was supposed to be, you know, how you expected it to be. But things change. God never changed. He can still use all, like everything you have gone through, everything. He can still use all of that for his glory and your good. But we have to do our part, which is resist our pride, the attitude, the wrong thoughts, and surrender, submit our plans, dreams, and 
get to get into alignment with God for our life. And so I thought it was very powerful that day um, that this came to me because I know, like I said, God had moved me from that place of the thought. And sometimes the thoughts, the thing, it will keep trying to come at you. And I just read that, you know, the thief, the enemy don't come but to steal, kill, and destroy. And so he wants to, you know what I'm saying, steal our joy, our peace, the things that God is doing in our lives. But we have to do our part. We can pray and ask God for deliverance of um, those things that's, that try to keep us in that place. But we got to do our part. We, if he tells us to resist. We got to resist the enemy and he will flee from us. And in this instant, me resisting that, that song dropped in my spirit and just listen to those words. It drew me back to that place of pointing back to God. And I was very, very thankful for that. And this is, um, and I even, you know, thought about, um, cause the thing is about knowing who is life. You know, a lot of times we think this is our life, but this is just not our life because Jesus paid the price for our life. So our life is his life. He died so we can be able to have life internally, internally, internal life with him. So we have to get to that question what does it mean Jesus is life and in John 6 it tell you that Jesus is the bread of life and you know it is that very thing that we feed off of like it's for our spiritual a lot of times we neglect our spiritual life and just focus on the physical and neglecting the spiritual but we can't end up it's a birth and the Bible tells you, you know man can't just eat our bread alone but by the word that proceeds out of God's mouth and I might be paraphrasing that a little bit but in other words, it's saying we can't just focus on the physical and neglect our spiritual. And so the bread of life is um, Jesus. You know, he is that source. He is the true source. Everything good comes from him. He is the creator of this world. Everything we see and don't see, you know, God is in everything. He is our security. Um, a lot of times I know... <laughs> I know I had this thought one time, like, cause I'm in the healthcare field, and I was just, you know, I had this thought, like, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the, um, a good place for security for a job, and then next thing you know, they start, um, you know, putting me on call and stuff, and I immediately like, Lord, please forgive me for that, knowing that you is my security for everything, you know, and that's what we got, to, and this is how we got to think, because this is, this is the truth. And so, you know, eating the bread of life meaning believing in Jesus Christ, you know, um, because the bread is, is representing his body. His body was nailed to the cross, was broken for us, for our sins. And so <clears throat> I just want to, um, and he's the very breath we breathe, you know, we like, and the thing we go back to who give us the ability Jesus, the bread of life, give us the ability. And I just wanted to read um, a little bit in, um, in some verses to give some examples of this bread of life and some examples of how we have to um, include God in God in everything. And um, and again, I'm coming out of John, John, John chapter six, um, just to give you a little background from 1 through 15 before I get into 16. So 1 through 15, John 6, you know, Jesus was feeding the 5,000. He was, um, 
in the sea of, uh, across the sea of Galilee, Galilee, I'm sorry, and he noticed like people was following him because of the signs and he was healing the sick and stuff and, and, and stuff like that, right? And so it was a dilemma coming. It was a Jewish Passover festival that was coming and Jesus asked one of the disciples, which was Philip, um, he asked him a question, right? He said, what shall we buy bread for the people, right? And if we go to John 6, chapter 6, verse 6, it tells you that, you know, Jesus was just, he he asked this only to test him for it. He already had in mind what he was going to do. And Philip answered him and said, it would take more than half a year of wages to buy enough bread for each one of, one to have a bite, right? And so that's, and that's just one of my, one of my points, right? A lot of times, you know, um, and I've been reading in um, James. A lot of times we go through trials and tribulation, right? And the one thing I, that reading through the Bible it tells you that um, trials and tribulation, you know, it must we must go through them because it our faith must be tested because it it helps produce patience. And also, just me focus on who gives you ability. It helps you to invite God into that because He gives us the strength to endure knowing that um as long as we live this life we have to endure trials and tribulation because it's creating patience in us and one of the things i'm learning too from the bible is that patience is what we need and why we need it is because to continue to do the lord's will to continue to hold on to keep hope and to keep pressing on and not give away because if we see and um and so I just want to add that in. Um, so as we keep going on, right, um, I think we on verse 6 when he said, when I was saying Jesus was just testing him because God, Jesus, he already know what he's going to do. But when I read that and just me, just me in my mind thinking that, you know, just like in our life, we have things come up, what are we going to do? A lot of times we have our own plans and don't really commit the Lord in those plans. You know, to bring him in those plans to ask the Lord, what can I, what should I do? We just want to take off and do our own things. And so that was a great example of that because as we go on in this chapter, um, we see that another disciple, which was Andrew Simon Peter's brother, had spoke up, and he was saying that it was a it was a little boy that had that had five small barley loaves <clears throat> and two small fish, and so. But he was like, how far would they go among so many? And the thing I love with that too, because it just helps you to focus on what do you have instead of what do you, what you don't have, right? Whatever you have, you can present that to God, and God can use that. And that's why I was saying earlier, God can use everything we go through for His glory and our good, because God used that what that little boy had, which was five small barley loaves and two small fish he gave thanks to the Lord and broke it and that was more than enough for 5,000 people and that was a good example of going through something and knowing you know we got to invite the Lord in there because if we don't invite the Lord in there we'll be doing it on our own strength instead of letting the Holy Spirit do it in his strength and providing and we can and that could be us being a witness to that and that can be like we can know for ourselves that Lord Jesus is the bread of life. In that instance, we can know that Jesus is a provider. And so, 
that was a little bit from those couple verses, right? And another example was John 16, I mean, John 6, verse 16 through 21. And this one, Jesus was um, walking on the water, right? So again, okay, the disciples had, let me see, I'm going to read a little bit. It says, when evening came, his disciples went down to the lake where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark and Jesus had not joined them yet. A strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. And so I thought that was again another great example because as what stood out to me in that verse is um, you know when they was going across trying to make it to the other side a strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough <clears throat> and it's just like us in our life when we we all have a destination to to meet to um to make it to right and that should and the destination should be eternal life if we thinking of things above and not earthly things right and so along that journey it's going it, it's going to be some strong winds it's going to the water's going to be rough you're going to feel like you're drowning i mean it's going to be a lot of things that try to take us under and to have us to stop and not make it and to turn away but as they did they tried to keep making it right as much as they could but they just go in out to in us too because we can only do so much on our own until we realize lord i can't handle this handle this and that's when we we should realize like okay i need the lord in this because like you said you see you said they were frightened but once they once Jesus said, you know, in his eye, don't be afraid, then they was willing to take him into the boat. We have to be that same way. We have to be willing to invite Jesus into our life. Because inviting inviting Jesus into our life will, I mean, make so much things so much better, right? We will, and we will still get to that place where we were heading with the Lord. But we just got to invite him in and to align you know our dreams our goals or whatever it is align it with him into our lives to make it to where we need to go to to where the lord wants us to go to rather and i thought that was another great example of inviting the lord in inviting the bread of life in because again he is what the source he is security he is our strength so that was another great example and i just you know Sometimes we need that rumbling in our life to make us realize. Because a lot of times we, you know, we are walking around blinded. And we need, and that's another thing too, the bread of life. Once we, once we come to that acknowledgement and realize we need the Lord, you know, we repent. And we ask him to come into our lives. And him coming into our lives, it will open our eyes up where we can really like realize and me just saying that we can go to uh, Luke 24 I can read this verse to you guys Uh, 
Luke 24, verse 30, it says, uh, when he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. But this is just a a verse where... um, but receiving the bread, you know, I just love when it says their eyes were open and they recognized him. So without receiving the bread of life, without receiving Jesus into into your heart, without repenting, we won't our eyes won't be open and we won't recognize him. It's only until we repent and ask him to come into our lives that our eyes will be open and that we will recognize him in our lives and in the lives of others. So I thought that was a great, wonderful verse, you know, as we learning about the bread of life. And um, so I thought it was really good. And I also just want to go to um, at 17 to you guys. Yes, um, guys, I'm turning in my Bible. So I hope you guys, I hope I'm not all over the place, but I just, um, <laughs> As I'm just on here talking with you guys, I hope you, you know, the Lord just allow the ears to be open and you hear and catch the, the importance of, of this um, encouragement today. You know, and let me, uh, verse 28. Okay, verse 28. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to read, I'm going to start at 27. This is good too. It says, God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone. An image made by human design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed, which is Jesus. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. And so, I'm just bringing that out for us. We get also the bread of life. The bread of life gives us our. What it says, it says, for in him we live. So the bread of life is life. He give us life. For in him we live, we move, and we have our being. So that tell you right there, the bread of life, he is in control of everything. It's nothing that we don't do on our own. We have to acknowledge God in everything that we do. Knowing that he give us the ability to do any and everything. You know, it's only through the strength that through you know Jesus strength that we could be able to do anything, get anything accomplished. So we have to really acknowledge that and to give him glory for that. Um so I thought that was wonderful too. And it's also just, you know, just to bring out the appointments of repenting. Because it's tell you right here in verse 30, in the past God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. And he wants us to repent. Why? Because he wants us, our eyes, to be open, and so we can. Um, he wants our eyes to be open, so we can notice him. 
I, you know, if we don't repent, ask the Lord to come into our hearts, ask the Lord to save us, eyes continue to be closed and we never acknowledge Him. Or we never recognize Him. He wants us to be recognized. We want us to recognize Him in our lives because He is worthy of recognizing because He sent His Son to die for us. That's major. He didn't want us to perish. He wants us to come into the knowledge of the truth, which is his word, the bread of life, and, you know, have eternal life. And that's a loving God, that he didn't want his people, the people to perish, but to come into the truth. And the truth is his word. It's the Bible. It's getting into the Bible, having your relationship with God, knowing the truth. It's not making nothing. It's not like having your own opinion, not making up your own truth. We have to really get into the Bible to know truth. And so today, like I said, I just wanted to bring this encouragement on, you know, first of all, knowing who is the bread of life and who gives you the ability, you know, and just knowing the appointments of who is the true source, the bread of life, you know, believing in Jesus Christ, knowing that he is, you know, the source, he is the life giver he is our security you know he is that um our spiritual food for our spirit because our spirit also needs to eat which is eating the word um and also doing the word as i'm learning in james we can't just be out here um you know reading and hearing it but we also got to put in an application we also got to put into movement action that's where the real progress at when we start doing the word, you know, believing it. Because word is real. You know, I say it all the time when I be praying, like, Lord, your word is great. And just continue to pray for ask for wisdom because he will give you wisdom without finding fault. All you got to do is go to him, ask for wisdom, believe and don't doubt. And he will give you wisdom to understand the word. Because a lot of times, like, when I was growing up versus now, all this didn't hit me like this. And so it's very important to start getting a foundation of understanding built. So you can start understanding which is bread of life is a foundation, knowing who is bread of life, the true source of all things. And that's a great foundation. Because without knowing who the bread of life is, without your without um, accepting the bread of, bread of life, or without repenting, your eyes will always be closed. You will never... Your eyes will never be open or you will never recognize God in your life. It was all it will always be like I I I I did this, I did this. But we have to start recognizing the bread of life. And just in the two um examples I gave you today as far as like when Jesus was feeding the five thousand, we seen the bread of life as a provider. He provided from I think what it was, the five the five loaves and two fishes. He provided out of that little small that small um thing that little boy had it was enough over enough to feed the five thousand so and i know him in my life to be a provider and also in the other example when um the storm was coming and it was on the boat you know we know him to be a um <laughs> uh, what's the word looking let's see <clears throat> the storms of life he was a comforter you will invite him in to comfort us and to navigate 
us through the storms safely and to get to the place where he wants us to be at. But we have to invite him in. And just it all and it all ties back into, you know, um knowing that your life is not your own. You know, we was bought with a price. We was bought Jesus bought us with his life. You know, and we are to and we are to um, be in a place where we submitting to him, we serving by serving others through his love and knowing that um, our security is in him and not nothing in this world, knowing that um, he has plans that were predestined for us and we ought to have, you know, when we invite him in, we be, become witness of that changed life and others around you become witnesses of that changed life of what God is doing in you. They see something different, but until they invite him into their life, their eyes won't be open to really see and to also, you know, start aligning our dreams and goals and everything with God. You know, have you know, get into alignment with God for our life. And just knowing overall, like I said, who gives you the ability. It all goes back. Everything point back to Jesus Christ. Cause He gives you the ability. But I hope today encouragement, um, it wasn't all over the place. I pray and ask the Father to um, give us ears to hear and a mind to understand. I pray for ask for wisdom for us in knowing truth and getting into the truth. Um, and yeah, I hope today was uh, a blessing to you guys, as it always a blessing to me when I had my when I had my time with the Lord and in the Bible and writing. And I just pray that we can all all be hearers, but also you know start doing the words, doing the word. And so I'm benefiting from doing the word. Um, it's not always easy, but as I'm learning, I invite God into my daily um, life, my situations, and knowing that he gave me the ability to navigate the storms and um, and continue just to give me the strength to keep making it. So I hope today was a blessing, and until next time, be blessed.